0: And welcome to the Punched and Played podcast, where the sometimes funny, sometimes analytical podcast all about board games and the unique experiences they create. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Rose. I am joined by Jonathan Baker. Hi, everybody. And Clint Broadband. Hey there. How is your evening going?
1: Fantastic. School just started.
0: Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Oh. But it's going pretty good, though. Yeah. This is going to be a good semester.
0: We had a little bit of a lull trying to get our podcast up. I think we're finally getting our groove back, getting back in the swing of things, and I think we're going to be back on schedule again. So, let's start off. Let's talk about what games you guys have been playing recently.
2: I've played Marvel Legendaries a couple times uh, in the last couple weeks. Played it two-player, played it three-player, and had a good time. Did have actually a terrible time playing it when I used a (laughs) wonderful app or, or website that you can put in the number of players and what expansions you want to use and all this and it really gave us a, it gave us all the the villains to fight, it gave us what heroes to use and it was really kind of a neat mixture and a very tough one but we got crushed on it and my boys were not happy they didn't get to pick their heroes so we restarted Not doing that again, huh? Not with them but I did go back and play that one solo three player, that was rough but it was actually pretty it was a pretty neat combination of enemies and villains.
0: Hmm. Is this is this a website on yeah. this? Do you know the name of it?
2: Not off the top of my head. I'm so sorry. You failed us again. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's the
1: age old debate though that I always have with my wife is when we ever play like pandemic or something like that, she's like So I'm gonna grab the dispatcher. I'm like, no, we're gonna shuffle them around, we're gonna hand them out randomly. And she looks at me and she just puts her hand on my hand It's she's like, I'm playing the dispatcher you can shuffle them up afterwards but make sure that's dealt to me so there are some people that do the thing some purists are like no it's got to be random you know
0: whatever convinces them to play the game exactly you go with that yes you could be godzilla honey
1: if you want it to be i would make up rules if you'd play a game with me so i
2: think part of the problem with it was also that it i thought it was a randomizer but it wasn't a random randomizer it seemed to put things that worked work synergized together for good and bad and um it was a pretty tough combination of of mastermind and scheme and the scheme and the the villains too it was tough mm-hmm.
0: interesting did you play did it incorporate the expansion for that
2: dark city and paint the town red paint the town red yep exactly
0: Man, you know his game is better than... Yeah, okay, there we go. I
2: have Fantastic Four too, but... I, I reached into your mind. But I don't think it actually used anybody from Fantastic Four. But did you use somebody from Paint the Down?
0: Clint is still just honing his psychic abilities. I
2: am. I have it. I've I,
0: already had a cheeseburger tonight, so I'm good. Yes! Okay. Good,
2: good. Don't start that. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but we also, Jonathan, you and I, we got to play your favorite game. Okay, whatever game, you, whatever, however you rank it. We have to play Lord of the Rings, the living card game. Yes. And you weren't terribly impressed with my secrecy deck.
2: Well, Sean, it's, uh... Special. You've got some cute hobbits there.
0: I do. They're so squishy. Yep. That's why I have Bill the Pony to save them. That I didn't get out the whole game. Yep. (laughs) I think it has promise. He's given me a hard time because he's now got me hooked on this game. And I keep finding, oh, I need this card to finish my deck. It would have been fine if I stopped with my Elrond deck. I would have been good to go. Yep. But then I'm like, ooh, what's this secrecy keyword? Hmm. Well, that's interesting. And then I'd learned that it's not a very viable strategy. And uh, I'm in too deep now. So
1: I love those games, though, that you're just like, I played Hero Clicks for a long time. And like, you could do like keywords of like getting people together doing the same thing. And to me, just making those were like half the fun of the game. Like, playing the game was fun, mm-hmm. but I was like, coming up with these these cool combinations. I, I know that bug and yeah. it's it's fun.
0: I, I like coming up with kind of tricksy decks, things that let you do manipulate your <laughs> decks and that's what secrecy does. It lets you get really great cards out for free almost.
1: I like how you used the you had played the hobbitses. Trixie Hobbits Trixie Hobbits. <laughs> yes. That's perfect. That's perfect.
0: But if you're gonna give me a hard time about my my Hobbit secrecy deck What's up with your dwarves?
2: Are you kidding me? Have you seen how many dwarfs I could get out and turn to?
0: I think you were about to die if I didn't get my uh, healer out there. True. <laughs> so I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I'm really happy with the first deck I was able to put together with some of the uh, second cycle expansions put in there. But again, I just like trying to come up with new ideas. But I I, I think at some point you gotta you gotta draw the line. And say I think I might be needing to. Ease up a bit. remember back. Well,
1: I'm excited. I've, I've enjoyed, like, listening to you guys, like, talk about, oh, I'm going to do this. And I love that. Like, that's some of the fun of, of those type of games. So I'm I'm excited to see. I wish I could get in there with you guys. But it's just like, it's, uh, I just want to so bad. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You've I've already got it. a toe in.
1: I already, I already do. Yeah, I know. I know. You just had the base set? I just had the base set. I had two base sets. And then, uh, but just. I said i just haven't been able to really really dive in so
0: well don't offer me your base set because i'll probably buy it from you <laughs> that's hard yeah. I, I'm, I'm that deep in <laughs> you're that deep in well i'm glad you guys love it though. yeah so what have you been playing
1: um you know i actually had a chance to uh, a little while ago i got a chance to play nations um, finally yes And oh, finally got to the table. And gotta play with a couple friends. Nations is a game. Uh, it's a civilization-building game. It's mostly a card game. It's a card-building game. You're like you're building your civilization through discovering new technologies and balancing your budget and like making sure you can build wonders. You can conquer territories, but it's all kind of through the ages esque. No, mm-hmm. no map, no map. But you can do these. Do you have these cards that like show different technology advancements, and you go through different ages? And I have got it because one of my favorite games of all time is Through the Ages. Um, I really love it, but it's one of those games that you need an advanced degree to understand Through the Ages. Like it is a. You need to play it three or four times, and you're just going to start to get it. And uh, Nations, I got it. I've been hemming and hawing about it. We've had a couple people highly recommend it. And I decided I just, there was a good sale on it. I decided I'd jump on it, and I played it, and it was a blast. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I mean, there are some some qualms. The things I love about it is, is that it makes sense my wife could play nations um, but will she no she probably <laughs> will never play nations but she could the they've they've euroized it enough so that each like they have different steps and so you don't have to worry about like corruption of like having too much resources you can just gather resources if you like resources there are things there i i really liked that um that it like they were just step by step it was very easy to understand where we are in the thing and what's going to be happening next Mm -hmm. the next thing i liked about it was i love the variability the variability was really good we only used like we it's so tempting you look and you had just this little tiny deck of cards you're like we use these cards and then they show you like this massive like deck that's like three or four times bigger than the deck that you use and like these are the other cards that could come out. You're randomly choosing those to add. And I really love that. I thought that it was, I was really excited. I'm like, ooh, what are these other cards that could come out? So the variability is is great there. So I, I really did. We played it three people. It took it took about two and a half hours for our first play.
0: That's not terrible.
1: It wasn't terrible. And um, the first thing that the, the friend said is that I didn't even know it took two and a half hours. That's it a good was, sign. It was. It was a good sign. Like they didn't feel like it dragged. We had a great time, and actually, we played. We played Viceroy. We played uh, Roll for the Galaxy and and Nations. And both of them said that their favorite game was Nations. Great. So, um, great. which is huge. And I wouldn't actually even say that I think Roll for the Galaxy has a really great sweet spot. But I'm really excited to have it in my collection. It's still a bear to, to get out. I mean, you're you're guaranteed two to three hours. I wouldn't recommend it with more than f- like three is a good number. Um, I definitely want to try to get this out, play this with you guys. But I would, uh, if you want for a civilization game and you want a game that that could go, could it acts like a medium weight euro. Mm-hmm. I would I would recommend taking a look at nations.
2: Great. So, aren't we signed? Uh, haven't we signed a contract to play this at that least right. at least once or twice? That is right.
1: Yes. Well, we will. We will. Uh, we will enact that sometime.
0: Did, did you forge my signature on that one? Because
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't recall signing. Okay, it was a verbal agreement. Sorry. Yeah.
1: It was a verbal contract. Yeah. No, it'll be good. I'll. I'll. I'll get it out. But I would. I would recommend it to. I would recommend it
0: to a friend. So fantastic. So I'm also kind of curious. Are there any games on your radar that you're kind of excited about?
2: Good names. Mm-hmm.
0: Why code names? I
2: don't know. It was the buzz of Gen Con even though I didn't go to Gen Con, but just uh, seen a little bit about the play of it at first, I was skeptical and then I was like, yeah, it sounds all right. But after I've investigated a little bit more, it looks fun. It looks like something that would be great for my family, something that they would play and also something that would be good for you know newer people to the hobby. I think, and still be entertaining, provide some tension.
0: So what's the general premise of Codenames?
2: This is my understanding of it, so I may be a little bit off. I haven't played it yet, but you have two teams. You have a grid of cards put out with clues on them, and then you have your diagram that shows if you're red team, these are the cards you're trying to get your team to guess out of this grid. If you're blue team, these are the cards you're trying to get them to guess. And so you're trying to give them clues that will help them find all of your team's cards. But there's also one card in the mix that's the Assassin. If anybody hits that, that team's automatically out. They lose right then. Wow.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: That's high on my my list also. I really think they said, I'm always a sucker. Like, I love Wits and Wagers. I love Say Anything because they're... they're party games, but they got a little extra umph to them. I I crave those, you know. I crave those games that are are accessible to others, but they also have a little extra meat on the bones. Mm-hmm. So, um, my big my big game just actually came in the mail. I got uh, pre ordered Flick 'em Up, um, so it's nice. It's in this nice shrink wrap right now. I'm really excited to play it. We have a, we have a church gathering where I'm we're teaching. Uh, we're having like a bunch of people from our church, like coming in, it's gonna be a big family thing, and I'm really excited to to get that out. So,
0: man, you should have brought it. We could have done an, an unboxing on the podcast. Oh yeah, that would have been I, riveting to listen to. That wouldn't would it? Have,
1: that would have totally come through on a podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, the game that I has really been on my radar recently is Tail Feathers because they finally put out the pre order for that. I've, obviously, I'm a big fan of Mice and Mystics, and this I was really excited that they kind of kept that story-driven element within it. Within it. It's still going to be kind of this skirmish sort of combat game, but you have mice flying on birds, and that's just awesome. But it's more than just the birds. you got the ground combat as well. So you've got mice that are fighting in the trees and stuff like that. So you're doing your air aerial units and your ground units. And what's really cool is that you can also bring in your minis from mice and because they include cards to incorporate those heroes into the game as well. Oh no. That so, is sounds cool. I know. Yeah. So they're really doing this kind of this crossover, trying to integrate the two the uh, make it a cohesive universe. So I'm super excited about it. I wasn't entirely certain about it, but the more I look at it, uh yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna spend my <laughs> my plot hat credits on.
1: oh Jerry Hawthorne, I'm serious. He's just got the magical touch when it comes to theme like I was on the fence on it. I don't know if I'm going to get it, but I I saw like some of the pictures and I saw the artwork, and I'm just like, I just love this. You yeah. know,
0: I'm going to pull a Clint here. If I get Tail Feathers, will you play it with me?
2: <laughs> no.
1: Is it a Is it a Tail Feathers Nation's Night? Is that what we're talking here? I will play. You have you have you have my commitment. I want to play this game. It looks cool.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: But I have you on recording now, saying that you don't want to play it. No, that
2: part—the first part was a joke. I do want to play this. I really do want to play this. I'm excited about it. It looks looks amazing. It really does. That was that was uh, Jonathan's sarcastic tone, (sighs) which sounds like my excited
0: tone (laughs) and my depressed tone. We should another t-shirt idea this is it's jonathan
2: good. excited it's this is jonathan sad it's so <laughs> that's
1: like the darth vader T-shirt. i know that's so perfect that's so perfect
0: but no tail feathers looks incredible i'll be happy to have it sitting next to all my other mice and mystics board games so i've really gotta get back into painting because i want those birdies painted beautifully So our central topic tonight is all about stress and games. So we're looking at it from a couple different angles here. There's been a lot of stress (laughs) with the start of school and all sorts of other things going on within our lives at this point. And this is just kind of been something that's been on my mind as of late. So I know that with when you're playing games, we play games for a variety of reasons, but I know that sometimes you just want to play a game to sort of unwind, to relax, just to forget about your worries. It's not really necessarily an escapist hobby necessarily, but it could be. So I'm kind of curious, whenever you're looking for a game to help you unwind, to relax, to decompress, what sort of games are you looking for to kind of let that stress roll away?
1: For me, I was thinking about this and what was like one, like a mechanism almost that kind of lowers the stress level for me. And one of them is for me is the is dexterity
0: games, you know? And Jonathan's going to be on the complete opposite end of the spectrum here. <laughs>
1: that stresses me out. <laughs> uh-huh. You have to be good at dexterity games. So but maybe
0: that's the key. Maybe is it because you're good at dexterity games? I don't think so.
1: I think that sometimes it's just good. Like if I'm stressed. I don't want to have to think about something you know and for me dexterity games like the number one game that i think of that comes by my number one is coconuts you just take the coconut you put it in the in the monkey's hand and you fling it and it's just fun you just see where it goes you don't have to like think about you know feeding your monkeys or you know because <laughs> you got coconuts everywhere you know so you can feed them to coconuts but i it just it's really it's just it's simple it's mindless you know it doesn't put any tax in my brain I, I love it for that
0: yet the stress comes in when you can't find the missing coconuts <laughs> that is true
1: that is true yep that is like our it's like our intervention moment like whenever we play everybody's like oh yes let's get the cups out let's do it and i'm just like whoa 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 first thing we do we count the coconuts <laughs> and they say okay there's 72 there are 72 coconuts i'm like that that number is what it is now it's what it will be in an hour just so you know you're all here we're gonna find all those coconuts so and we haven't lost one yet so it's been good do you
0: have them sign contracts (laughs) (laughs) giving me a hard time
1: i know no it's good no it's good so i i i do i love that's one of the things i like is i like that's one mechanism that's one of the mechanisms that i thought of
0: so sort of the kind of mindless fun you don't really have to think overthink it just jump in have a good time with it
1: perfect
2: yep exactly
0: great Jonathan, are there any sort of games that you turn to whenever you find that you're feeling a little stressed?
2: I was trying to think about this, and uh, I guess what came to mind was probably Lords of Waterdeep, because I really don't feel like I stress too hard in that game. I find it pretty relaxing, especially if I just play a two-player. You know, there's not as nearly as much pressure on a two-player board. You don't feel... Like you are, you know, desperately fighting for a spot that you need. Necessarily, you feel a little more relaxed pace. I think in a two player game of that, yeah, it's relaxing. It's not very stressful for me. Even when you get thrown a mandatory quest. Um, if I'm playing two player, I'm probably playing with my wife, and i just taken those out with her because I don't like to make her angry. So <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: again, you gotta keep the people that's willing to play with you happy, mm-hmm. right?
1: totally maybe even an underlying thing for me is that almost it's the interaction sometimes like i said multiplayer solitaire can be quite soothing and so if you'd like lower that amount of interaction sometimes it's just it's nice it's uh it, it's enjoyable it lowers the stress level
0: absolutely and i think those kind of those party games as well i just I mean i don't care about winning or losing in those games and actually some of the best laughter I've had in, in games has actually come from party games. So I kind of enjoy those quite a bit because I feel like you. you I mean, sometimes I throw in little half-baked rules about how you can score points and whatnot, but really I'm just in it for the experience. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why I feel like I've been drawn a little bit more to those sort of games that are very approachable. You can get a lot of people in, brings that interaction into it. Yeah. But I'm with you to a certain extent as well. We talked about a la carte last week Mm -hmm. i just find that game just immensely entertaining yeah watching someone try to flip that crepe and it bounces all over the place yeah they turn their little shaker over and a ton of uh spices fall out all at the same time it's just you know that bad things are going to happen to you you're not going to stress out oh my gosh my my dish is completely ruined now i mean i've never encountered someone just pouting about their dish getting ruined because they didn't know what's going to happen to someone else, or they're going to burn their dish, or something bad's going to happen. But it's just a fun game. Yeah. I,
1: I the, the thing, my number two thing, like, so I had the, I had, I thought of uh, dexterity. The next thing I thought was, was push your luck, which was quite funny because push your luck can be kind of stressful. But I always kind of do, I, I, I kind of amended that in saying a short push your luck type game. Like in my, like one of my favorites is can't stop. I love can't stop. It's fun. You're you're just rolling dice. You're pushing your luck, but if you bust, that's okay. You know, it's okay. You're going to be able to try it next turn. And so I I think sometimes in games that you can, there's, there's something on the line, but if you mess up, it's fine. You're gonna get another shot at it again. And so sometimes I'm just like, if the, if it's low stakes, push your luck. I, I tend to like it quite a lot.
0: There you go taking words on my mouth (laughs) oh really really i so i mean again i think i think it comes down to the central thing here i think that you know in those games you're mentioning there is a little bit of stress Mm -hmm. but it's low stakes yeah
1: 100 percent.
0: i guess that kind of opens up even a broader philosophical question here these are games that we're playing so really the stakes are always low i mean no one's going to actually starve if you don't feed your family
1: that's a that's a good question actually Sean, you are breaking
2: the immersion here. Come
1: on. <laughs> well, they, we're we're going to get deep, deep when we're talking about like why we play games. You know, the why we play games. And for me, I, there are times that I just want to laugh, and I get a kick out of I get a kick out of uh, you know just chucking and dice or whatever. And then there are times that I I want to be challenged. I want I want to solve a puzzle. I want to be stumped a little mm-hmm. bit. So I guess it kind of just depends on, on, on where where you're at. Like sometimes, like I said, I, I, I want that meatier game. I want a challenge. I want there to be stress. I want you to be able to interact or to bump me off. I don't want it to be like a smooth sail. I think it's kind of what you're in the mood for.
0: That's true. But I think, again, I think you need to feel like you're invested in it as well. Because I think that's a big part of it. Because if you're playing a game, you you typically play it because you want to try to win. Mm-hmm. Not Not always, but I think for most games that probably induce stress a lot of the stress is we do that to ourselves because we know that's going to hurt our chances of actually winning the game but again in the grand scheme of things winning a game is pretty low stakes yeah i think that just kind of depends on the person
1: i think that the people have that who have the most fun in games like gaming is a rewarding and enriching are the people who who look at games like they're low stakes but i'm trying I'm trying, right. but if I don't win, that's just fine. Did I have a game? You know, did I have a fun game?
0: But I think that can also turn into, and I can be guilty of this too. That when I feel like I don't win, I'm letting myself down. Like that's a part of me. I'm supposed to be a strategic thinker. I'm supposed to be good at these sort of things. And when I come in dead last, I you can take an honest reflection of yourself to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan's falling asleep. Wake up. I'm
2: wide awake. Yep. <laughs> I am deep, deep in thought.
0: <laughs> so I think that kind of helps us to kind of transition over to games that purposely bring in stress. There are a lot of them out there. I agree. Yeah. So why, why is it that we have a hobby that typically you do it to have fun, to not necessarily get involved in a situation where there's lots of stress, but some of the our favorite games can have a very high element of stress involved. So where do you feel like stress is at an optimal level? Like, what do you look for in a game that has stress? Or do you feel like there's ever a point where games cross the line? So I'm going to kind of just want to get your thoughts on what are, when you think about stress in games, what are some of the games that come to mind immediately? Escape, Curse of the
2: Temple was the first thing that kind of jumped into my mind whenever we started talking about this topic. Because you have a timer going, obviously, you've got the the music going that's telling you, you know, things are speeding up. And then you have that certain period where you got to get back into that center room again. And, and it puts that pressure on you. You've got to accomplish this. You've got to uh, keep rolling your dice as fast as you can. And, you know, the timer.
0: The timer. But also, I mean, if you don't get back to the timer, there is a definitive consequence. You lose one of your die. And if you don't, if you don't, if you're down a die, then it's going to be tougher for you to actually be able to get out of the temple. And if one person isn't able to get out, then the whole team loses. So there are definitive consequences whenever you don't get back to the center t- the starting tile whenever the gongs go off so I think that's another element it's got the timer but it's also you're working together this is a cooperative game you have to cooperate or you're not going to be able to get out you're not going to be able to win so I think I enjoy those games where that stressful element is if you don't work together as a team we're all going to lose
1: I would t- I tend to agree uh, one prop I want to give to Escape Crush of the temple is is that there's a difference the, that game is a good game but it needs the soundtrack it has a thematic pressing the soundtrack gives you a thematic pressing like the gong yes you know they give you the they give you the like sand sand-timer. timer but the sand timer that's like that's like skim milk you know you're just like you're just not getting you know what was intended kind right i
0: think but they got it right, uh, because they put the CD, but I mean, really, they went ahead and put the digital soundtrack on on their website, so I always use that. I always pull it up on my phone, and we go from there. So again, I think that is exactly the big piece of it. But I think it also comes back to this element of immersion. You yeah. feel like you're immersed in it. You're in that situation. You're in that experience, and that's kind of what's driving a little bit of that, that stress, but it keeps you engaged.
1: Yeah. I, there's never a dull moment in that game, you know? And that's one of the reasons why it's fantastic because it's only ten minutes. You know, It's ten minutes. It's it's quick. So yeah,
2: I could probably steal another game. And that's kind of an ex- expansion on that is XCOM mm-hmm. because you've got you know the the app that's running and you've got time. You know, you're you're very limited on your time to do your different roles. You have to make those decisions quickly, mm-hmm. and you're working together. And if if you mess up. Some aliens are going to get through. The base is going to get damaged. Um, You know, different countries, sorry, different continents are going to get into panic. I mean, you, one person slips up, the whole team is in in a big hole.
0: And that's what I love about XCOM, because each person has their own unique role. No one else does the same thing they do. And that timed element... That is what makes that game shine. Because you know, you feel like the aliens are invading you. They're invading your base. They're orbiting the Earth. They're attacking all the continents. And there's so many things. You have to budget your money. You have to make sure you have enough troops to get out. Stress. Stress?
2: That that game is stressful.
0: It is stressful. The game does, I mean, it it just exudes stressfulness. Yeah. But I still have a great time. I'm, I'm exhausted after I'm done playing it. But I walk away having felt like I had a wonderful time. Win or lose, it's it's just a great experience.
1: I think that one of the things that comes to my mind also is the st- stress comes from the lack of something, you know, from the lack of something, or you know, you're you're tight on something, and so for me, you have those games. the The game designer has put uh, you have a lack of time, mm-hmm. you know, a lack of resources, lack of resources, and uh, and so to me, sometimes I'm wondering to myself. Those, like, really ramp up the stress for me. And me, I'm a very thoughtful person. It's against what I feel very comfortable in doing. So sometimes I play somebody, like, we're having a great time playing, like, Curse of the Temple. It's 10 minutes. I literally have some people that are, like, giving high fives. We got out, and they're like, let's play again. And then there's some people that are like, no. (laughs) I will play again, but let me get my wits about me. Let me get some rest almost. And so I think that sometimes different types of stress resonate with different people.
0: Absolutely. Do not play XCOM with the people that can't handle more than one game of oh, escape. Oh <laughs> my gosh, yes. <laughs> because absolutely. again, escape's 10 minutes uh-huh. and XCOM's a little, little longer than that.
1: Exactly. The, the good nice thing about XCOM though is that there are times where you're resolving things that you can actually process what's going on. Exactly. And escape. There really isn't. Like, it is, you're, like, literally, it's like you're watching and you're, like, you're counting up what you have to do. You're done with the game and you're like, we made it. And your hand is still making the rolling motion, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because you're just like, oh, my gosh, got to keep going.
0: Really, the only time you can actually rest in that game is whenever you, the gong is ringing and you have to try to get back to the center tile, the starting tile. And if you get back, you can kind of, all right, I can catch my breath waiting for everyone else, panicking, trying to get back in. But but then as soon as it gets, starts back up again, you're right back rolling frantically, Great saying little what game.
1: you need. Great little game. I love that one.
0: But again, I still have not played with the curses, and that would just bring it to a whole new level. But yes. I, I don't feel like I'm ready for that that yeah. level of stress at this point. It's
1: true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, the next one, though, kind of moving on is the is the lack of resources, as in like life giving resources, like or resources that are keeping you afloat in a game. And the first thing that comes to my mind is Agricola, is Misery Farm itself. <laughs> yeah. And um, and this is one of those times where it was so funny because when the first time I played Agricola, I knew it was like, I think at that time it was the number one game. It was the game. It was the game. You know, that it was like the pinnacle of gaming. And I played it. And it was, I still remember, I played with one of my best friends, just a great guy and we were playing with his wife. And his wife was the sweetest girl, like the sweetest, most docile girl I've ever met. Like just sweet, sweet, sweet. And I was behind her. And I can still remember her taking the sheep. And... <laughs> That was how I was going to feed my people. Like, I was doomed after that.
0: Don't you know what you've done?
1: Exactly. <laughs> and she just smiled and she's like, look at the great move I did. And I am just like, you ruined my farm. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, oh, no. And this is one of those things that I was like, oh, my gosh. What What am I feeling? like?" And that was one of those times where I was like, hmm, maybe stress sometimes isn't like it just affects different people like my best one of my like i said my friend really loves this game i just can't i can't do it but i love caverna and i was thinking like why do i like this and don't like agricola as much i'm like cuz they take the clamps off your off your ears like they're just like they're they're not trying to punish you the whole time and beat you down
0: exactly cuz if in agricola someone takes that space that you really needed to get up to the resource there's really not a lot of options to be able to find something else as a good substitute. Mm-hmm. But Caverna really does open up, oh, well, okay, someone took the space I was going to go to. But you know what? There's another space that's just as good, maybe not exactly what I wanted, but I can still accomplish quite a bit by going to somewhere else. There's actually a space that I can take that imitates the space that they took
1: that costs me – in. it puts me out a little bit, but it's okay. I can still do the move I wanted to do. Yeah. You know? I think Uwe Rosenberg kind of probably looked at that and said, yeah, I mean, the last playtester that played Agricola keeled over with a heart attack after someone took his cattle and uh, he took like three beggar cards or whatever. Uh, That's a game that, that it's a different type of stress. Like some of those games are like short bursts of stress. That game is like the entire – like after you get past the first round, once you have like four turns, once you start getting to three turns and two turns to feed your people, Mm -hmm. like you are thinking to yourself, oh, crap. Like my people are going to starve, and starving is bad, and that means I can't take care of – like my children, my my little wooden disc children are starving, and I am a terrible person. And so that's kind of one of those things that the the slow – trudging like you're slowly starving to death is a game that i typically don't like right i'm i'm, 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 I'm i like agricola Agricola's an okay game but it raises my stress levels
0: yeah. the th- thing with even if someone didn't take the space you still don't have enough time to do everything that you need to get done agreed because you pretty much have to pump out children pretty quickly <laughs> Slave labor, put them out in the field. Make that bread now. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I think I think that's pro- probably to a certain extent why I feel like I don't want to go back to Agricola as often as going and playing Caverna. Because I like that freedom of being able to just like, look at all the cool things I can do. But if you're in the mood for that, I mean, I think Agricola is a fantastic example of... Stressful, misery farm.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and the other thing, though, I'd say, like, with Caverna, like you said, is that not only... You still have to feed your people in Caverna. Mm-hmm. You still, like, same as you have to do, like, in Agricola. But there are, diff- there are more ways of doing it.
0: Yeah, you don't have to build a, a stove or an oven to be yeah. able to... Yeah,
1: yeah it's food. that helplessness. I almost feel helpless in Agricola. And I think... I feel helpless enough in real life, you know, against other challenges that I face. I don't want that to be in my games, you right.
0: know. Now, now, you own Agricola, not on your own accord, but you own it.
2: What do you mean, not of my own accord?
0: I thought, didn't your kids get it for you?
2: Uh, no. That's what I actually ordered. No. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh. It was actually one of my first... So what are your thoughts on it then?
2: Well, I'm much less experienced than you guys. Uh, most of the time I've played it has been family game. And that was just because learning it and playing with people who just didn't want to play the full game. Uh, and the last time we did play the full game, I talked my son into playing it. And I don't remember what that score was, but I remember telling you guys, and it was really not good. Brutal. He, he got crushed. He could not get anything going He didn't like the occupations and wasn't too crazy. I don't know. He just didn't, he couldn't get occupations working for him. And I had some good synergy with my occupations and and got them going. I think the one
1: thing for me, that is something, if somebody doesn't like the family game, I recommend playing with the cards because the cards give you a special ability to overcome the challenges that the game gives you. And the family game, you're all the same. So, I mean, if somebody cuts you off, there are only like so many ways to feed your
2: people. Like that's the like there are only a few ways. Yeah, it does. Add, the Family Game does add in a couple more options for that, kind of eases that up just a little bit. But I don't know. His complaint at the end was that there were too many options, and he mm-hmm. wanted to just all we be on the same equal footing, I guess. In his
0: that makes sense. So it's kind of interesting that I mean these are different sorts of stress, with the uh, limited resources in terms of being able to accomplish everything you need to do in the game. But with the timed element, that's a little bit different. I find that I enjoy those a little bit more. Hmm. Do you feel like that's the same for you, a little bit different? Do you feel like there's a difference between the type of stress you're encountering in a timed game versus one where resources are really, really tight beyond time?
1: I tend to like the other type of stress, like the stress of not having enough time to do something, mm-hmm. or the stress of trying to make something bad happen um, one of my buildings got exploded or whatever, and that's an inconvenience. But I can still make it happen. You know, pandemic is another one. Is uh, you know the the cubes are coming out. I enjoy that type of stress of like, oh, is it, is this card going to make it cause an outbreak? Or is this a, I like that one where I can almost take it in stride and say, okay, this is a new challenge. How am I going to overcome it? Um, when it comes to time things, though, it's almost like i am never going to do this right i am a perfectionist at heart like personally so like i said doing things not perfect you know is is tough for me so i kind of fall on the other side of the other thing though i do like times guy i I own uh
2: i own escape curse of the temple but one of the reasons why i like that is because it's so short okay so what about negotiation type stress for example city of horror (laughs) this is one where i I was thinking about you know there's so many times where i'm negotiating trying to get my poor little kid or my pregnant woman to not be thrown out to the to the zombies and trying to make deals and it's always stressful you know are you going to be one of the ones who gets to stay inside are you going to be thrown to the zombies is the person you're making a deal with going to honor their deal you know
0: and that's what I love about City of Horror, because it's a zombie game, but really it's just negotiating who is going to get thrown out to the zombies to save your own hide.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've never been able to play, but it's kind of the werewolf type thing that I think of, oh, I hope the werewolf doesn't kill me, or...
0: How have you not played oh my City of Horror? Yeah,
2: we got to get you to play this.
0: I haven't. Halloween, no. it's coming out again. Okay, good okay. deal. Deal. No, I mean, are there any other negotiation games where you've kind of had that, where if you, it's kind of the a situation of life and death, if you don't convince people to side with you that you're going to die?
1: And the only thing I can think about it is Werewolf, is mm. the, I'm not a werewolf, you can trust me, this person's a werewolf, I think that that does add a lot of flavor, but I, I have never played, say, horror. I, I don't tend to like the, uh, I, it, I don't know, I have, I'll have i I'll have to try it on, for, uh. Thanksgiving, uh, not Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, there's eating in that game. There's eating in that game. So we're right, right?
0: Brains. <laughs> so. I, that's a good point. I didn't really think about that. But I think that, again, it would be kind of an individualized thing. If you enjoy negotiating and trying to sell people on why you should be spared or trying to exchange favors, that could be, you know, just you could be eating eating that up.
2: Mm-hmm. I find it very stressful <laughs> yeah. but no I'll be honest with you
1: uh, spyfall is one that a game that I love I really think it's a fun game but I love being I love being someone that's in the know like when I'm the spy I have never felt such exquisite stress it is terrible I'm not a t- I'm not a great liar mm-hmm. um, and that just raises I'm not kidding you like I was like my brain was tingling in like somebody asked me a question and I I answered it the best way I knew but I was just like I'm a liar (laughs) and I and they're gonna find me out and it was horrible it was like the longest eight minutes of my life Uh, and so for me I kind of take that in stride I I think a little practice would lower that stress level but first time I was, I, oh, it was, it was stressful. And not a, that was like a, I ran a marathon type stressful, like, <laughs> oh
2: my gosh, I'm so tired. Please don't make me do that again. And that's why, you know, the last time we played Spyfall, Can't Night, I, um, I was a spy and like, everybody kept dancing around, accusing me. I was so and convinced. Everywhere.
0: So convinced. And then your sister
2: completely convinced me you weren't. And then after it was over, after the time was up, you guys took forever to negotiate. I mean, I was like, "It's okay. horrible." I, I'm like, "Okay, there has to be some sort of time limit of where I've made it this far. I, I should be able to win." And then after I finally did win, I walked out of the room and left. I didn't play again. You gave I me a high five. You came over yeah, and gave me a high five. I, I was done. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, the thing I've the thing I've kind of learned, and I I've mentioned this, but I feel like stress is cooking with salt that stress can add that extra like zing of flavor that feeling of like accomplishment like the yes i overcame this challenge but if you over salt it can almost it can it can spoil the meal and oh so, my gosh you're <laughs> like,
0: i'm still thinking of all cardigan <laughs> oh
1: yeah so i mean hey that's it's good all cards very thematic but i mean i i really do i feel like it it adds i think it adds the Factor of the it adds the flavor to a game. It can make a game from good to great. But if you over if you over it, if you make your pit your your players too weak to 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 do like to overcome it, I think it can really spoil the it can really spoil the experience.
0: Pork, pork, so. pork. Okay, now we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Got the Swedish chef, chef reference out of the way. Say, we're good.
1: Put the meatballs away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's that's really interesting. The other thing that, when I'm thinking about stressful games, are those bluffing games. So I'm thinking about Sheriff of Nottingham, for example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you're trying to you're trying to convince the sheriff, "Oh no, no, there are three chickens in here, really? No, there's three chickens, and you've got a pile full of contraband in that envelope, uh-huh. and you know if they open it, you're gonna have to pay out of, out of your ears." Yeah, <laughs> to, to compensate for being caught. So. I, I really enjoy that. I'm horrible at that game, but I do enjoy that game to a certain extent.
1: I like to. I like jovial bluffing games like Sheriff of Nottingham. The, no, you don't think I will throw you out the window. I will throw you out the window. I will like Godfather. I will put the horse head in your bed. Like, I don't like, I'm not like a huge fan of those. Like, it's a little trickier for me. What's an
0: example of a game that does it that way?
1: The, the one that I would think is, is uh, nothing personal.
0: I have not played that, though.
1: Uh, I played that. I played that. Tom Vassel, I love it. He taught me how to play once. And we played. And I, I was fun for, like, playing, but I hated the, the gangster. Like, I didn't totally, like, resonate with the gangster feel. Like, I told him, I'm like, if you backstab me right now, my whole entire game, I am going to I am going to crush you. Like and I had to do it and I'm like and the thing is I kept thinking in my mind I'm like I have no like position to crush me and we'll probably both not win but like I got nothing else. I didn't I never didn't win the game but like it was it's a really weird feeling of like you almost have to threaten people. It's like you can stab me at any moment. I just got to convince you not to stab me. Mm-hmm. And uh <laughs> And that's always not. I I don't like that as much as like the jovials of like you know. Oh, uh, you know I have this or I have the contraband. That
0: is whatever. the broad bent mantra. If you backstab me, you are burning with me. Ma- Ma- Machiavelli
1: <laughs> is my is my is my friend in games. This is like.
0: Have you have you two played Imperial Imperial sellers together?
2: What? No, I have not, and I really want to play. It's a good game. <laughs>
0: Until you raise his central building at the very last second.
2: Yeah, I raise some random building. I
1: I have been very good. I've like over the last three or four years, I've been very good at taking that in stride. Like I, it doesn't. I don't. I don't get like rage, but I do. I I have a very cool like cause and effect. Is that you know, I'm I'm I will have to I'll have to go for it. I'll have to go for you.
0: I want to see Clint rage quit now. We, we should strive to break him, bring them to the breaking point. No, we like you too much.
1: I, uh, yeah, I. There are stories, but I. I <laughs> the only time that I rage quit was Risk, and I don't think I've played Risk since. Like, uh, I, I did not did not like losing my cool. I was in high school, the long time ago now, but uh, I still remember that. So I, I got my extra cool demeanor after after that. I, I kind of learned. That was not the way of the force, so...
0: And this is why I'll never get Risk Legacy to the table.
1: Yep. I will play Risk Legacy. I will. I really will. I I can put on the... I think I've come a long way in 10 years. Jonathan
0: refuses. What? I think he got Legacied out to playtesting Seafall, honestly. Oh. (laughs) Yep. Wow. It's, It's a great mechanism. I really do. I think it's wonderful. And I think... Because it only takes an hour, it really alleviates all the problems that Risk had. But again, it's just convincing people to overlook the whole Risk thing. Jonathan, here in a little bit. Even before you played Seafall, you did not want to play Risk Legacy. You really didn't.
2: Not really.
1: The problem is, if you win, if you backstab somebody, and you can like name your own town. Like every single time you open up that board, you're like, "That's the town that was built on my back where Sean backstabbed me. I will." I will get revenge.
0: <laughs> so, and again, I've heard great things about Seafall. Anytime you do, you're doing the playtesting process, there are going to be a lot of hiccups, a lot of changes that go through the process. But again, you were against a lot of <laughs> tight deadlines for that. So, mm-hmm. no,
2: it was. It's a very. It's going to be a very interesting and exciting game.
0: I really look forward to seeing what the finished project's is going to look like. After my first game, I was super pumped. I was ready to play it again. But we kept playing. We saw some things that kept cropping up, but I think they've, they've definitely uh, addressed those in the final build.
1: Squash so, those bugs.
0: Absolutely. So are there any other sort of games that you just feel like bring in a good amount of stress? Or when does a game cross the line where it's just, okay, you No, know what, this is too much for me?
1: For me, I don't know. Like my favorite games, all, all my favorite games are games that have a, a, an appropriate amount of stress. that they're they're either the stress caused by interacting with other people or it's the game pushing against you. I really do feel like stress is the flavor is the flavor that really gives you the, oh my gosh, look what I came over. You know, Ghost Stories is a perfect example. Like that game is the best with just overcoming. Like once you overcome it, like you're giving like high fives. It's crazy. Like that game's supposed to kick your butt. Um, I think stress, the stand up die roll, if I roll a five or a six, I win the game. You know, I roll a one or two, like my whole entire civilization blows up in a big, huge heap of death. You know, those, those I think, can be, can add that tension that you can, that you can really
0: enjoy. The one other one that really comes to my mind are those hidden movement games. Probably one of the most stressful games I've ever played in my life was my first game of Spectre Ops. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh.
2: You were sweating. I, I,
0: I was the whole game. They were breathing down my neck, and I was just... I felt like I was completely hopeless. But I, I just kept trucking along, and I eventually just had to take a kamikaze move and hope for the best, and it didn't pay off. But that—that that is such a stressful feel when you're playing the agent trying to sneak through when you know that the hunters are right around the corner and they could, if they make the right move, they could absolutely find you.
1: Yeah. hmm
0: But I, even though I felt like that was such an immensely stressful game, mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to buy this as soon as it comes out. Yeah. And I've played it a couple of times, but again, I think it's just when you play the, the, the agent, you're just, when you pull it off, you're just like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's an amazing young. experience. It's not for everyone, but I do, I really enjoy those hidden movement games. But yeah, the most tense and stressful one I've ever played is Spectre Ops. So if you're looking for that, that's a fantastic game. All right, well, I think we've covered stress and games enough to this at this point. So let's move on to our closing segment of the Punch List. So in this segment, one of us will present the other two with some random category of a board game. And then everyone else has to come up with a game that they deem as punchworthy. That means the conditions. It won't necessarily be the best game, but one they consider to be a favorite. And I'm going to spice things up and go back to something that I did way back in Episode 2, but I haven't really done it since. So here we go. This is going to sound a little straightforward at first, but it's not. What is your favorite game? Don't do that. Jonathan,
1: you go first. Wait, you gotta say your favorite game first. <laughs> you get to find something you gotta answer first.
0: I when I was in I I've told my students that I'm a board game addict, I love board games, and someone asked me what my favorite board game was. And I hesitated because I feel like there are so many different great categories of games that it's hard to kinda of lump them together. So I feel like I have a, a favorite game in different categories. But I still think I went with... and again I don't I don't know if this is necessarily true, but I still really like Power Grid. So Power Grid is still one of my top games. So Power Grid is my favorite game.
1: It's hard for some people, I think, to be married to a game, you know? Because they, they know that there are so many games that come out and taste change. It's hard for someone to say, like, when somebody's mentioned something, they're like, oh, no, psh, this is it. But...
0: Um... Again, I'm not 100% convinced that... Power Grid is still my absolute top, but it's definitely up there. I still love Power Grid. I've going back to our expansions episode. I own way too many expansions for Power Grid. I'm just fully invested. I I, I just love it. I love bidding for the power plants and then buying the resources to power your power plants and then the area you control. I just it brings in so many things that I I love. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why Power Grid is one of my top favorite games. So again, it's going to have to be your absolute favorite. Just one that's very high up on your list.
1: You know what? The funny thing is, it just kind of dawned on me. Probably my favorite game. It's very hard for me. But I would say my favorite game is probably Eclipse. It would be between probably Eclipse or may, like I said, Robinson Crusoe. It's we haven't had the define the relationship talk with Robinson Crusoe. It's gone up very, very high. But uh, what? Like, where does it stand in my
0: in my, in my in the thing? I I haven't. I don't feel like I've played it enough. I've played Eclipse. Listen, know, Robinson. I'm I'm just not sure this is working out between the two of us. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm really ready to fully commit
1: to you being my number one gang. <laughs> You know, Eclipse has been with me for five years, you know, five good years. And But the thing that found to me is that I was thinking about it because I really haven't had, like, I haven't had my top 10, thinking of what my top 10 would be. and uh, But I know a couple games that would be up there. And I know Eclipse is up there. I know Robinson is up there. And I know Caverna is up there. And I know, like I said, Dominant Species has been one of the ones that I've really liked. But those, the three, I've noticed that I've started, like, upgrading my pieces. There's a insert company, Daedalus Productions, a friend of mine. It's like, I have to have inserts for those. Like, I have to get – I have to sleeve the cards. I have to do those sort of things because it's almost like those are, like, my treasured games. And I think that um, I can start kind of segmenting some of those out and thinking, you know, these are like the creme de la creme. Like, if my house was burning and I could pull out a few games, these would probably be it. So,
0: it's like saving your children. Which ones are you going to save? <laughs> exactly.
1: I'd save all of them.
0: So, i am like to see that. Throw them all into a bag, shove it over your shoulder, carry them out of your house. What is it about Eclipse that you just that makes it a favorite game of yours?
1: It's got a little bit of everything, it's got the exploration. It's got a little bit of Ameri- Ameritash, you're rolling the dice, mm-hmm. but it's at it, the heart of it, it's a Euro. And uh, at the end of the game, you've, it, you you expand your, your civilizations, you got the technology. It scratches about a little bit of everything that I like. I like exploration, I like tech building, I like civilization building. It's got all of that in a nice, like I said, tight package, just getting everything together. It plays really well with a lot of people at the end of the game it's like oh my gosh we're all rushing to the center we're trying to get this it, it it really is i think it just it has like a really great mixture of it and if if there are six people and like hey we gotta we're gonna play an epic game six players there's there's few better games than eclipse
0: perfect jonathan you are
2: up well i wish i had a good answer for you you disappoint me but i'm gonna have to say dead of winter
0: Oh, really? And actually, that was another game I was going to talk about in terms of the stressful, the betrayer elements yep. of games.
2: Because that's a, you know, when you're playing it, do we have a betrayer or not? You know, if you are the betrayer, are you going to be discovered or not? Mm-hmm. If you're not the betrayer, are you going to get caught putting in stuff just to fulfill your objective and be accused of being the betrayer? There's all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on in that game. And I, I enjoy it. I like it a lot. Um, it's just different than most of the other games that I play. And uh, it's one that I have the insert for, and I've kind of, you know, got it set up nice too. So it's definitely it's definitely high up there.
0: That is interesting. I, I love that of Winter. That has quickly climbed up through the ranks of my favorite games. That's an interesting point, though, that the games that we tend to love, we tend to... Uh, baby them we baby them a bit we Mm -hmm. lavish
2: our affection on them
0: (laughs) i don't have sleeves for my power grid cards because they're they're square that's kind of weird that
2: is kind of weird
1: yeah
0: and you don't usually have them in your hands but someone made a a template of a market board so i have a little stand-up board that i made yeah for the auctions and all that and i have a plano box with a little label on it and
1: that's interesting it's funny i i that's kind of a discovery that i had like while we were talking about it but
0: Alright, here's the twist
2: Oh no, there's a twist
0: (laughs) Going back to the Full nature of What a punch list is really all about What is it About your game that you chose That you really feel like Maybe there's a problem with it What's the weakest Thing about Your favorite game So for me, math (laughs)
1: <laughs> you need a
0: calculator. In that game. <laughs> That's the worst thing about it. I love. I mean, a lot of people poo-poo on the paper money and all that in Power Grid. I like the power. I like the paper money. I, I. know some people just like the poker chips. I do the poker chips. No, you. You gotta have like, like, make it rain. You know, <laughs> you, you don't. You, you can't. I guess sure. you could make the poker chips rain, but that would be a lot more painful. I guess. <laughs> I. I. I don't know. I. I don't have a problem with paper money. I think it's fun. Actually, you know what? Dice Town actually has some pretty, pretty good paper money.
1: The linen finish money, mm-hmm. very I think, good. I
0: think if more games use that type of uh, paper money, I lot think they would like it a lot better. Yeah. yeah, but no, I, I love that. I just hate the having to. You're making that final push, trying to make sure that you can trigger the end of the game by building that final, making that last connection to a city to trigger the end of the game. You want to make sure you can power everything, and you're doing the math trying to make sure you can do that final push before someone else can, and it just it just bogs down the end. Yeah. And so that's the one thing that I just, I really don't enjoy about power grid, but yeah, the experience up to that point still makes it a fantastic game in in my book. But again, the math is almost a a killer at the very end. It's trouble. It's trouble. Yeah. For me um,
1: with Eclipse, if I were to say, like I say, Eclipse being my favorite game is, is almost kind of around the same thing is that I love playing that game. Uh, there's a lot there's a lot to do. I think that there there are some really good thematic connections. I wish the theme was this up a, a tiny, tiny bit more. It'd be undisputed number one if there was a little bit more like I said, the theme that they're unique people, they're unique races. but I just there's a, there's a little bit of variability that I'd like a little bit more. but uh, the other thing though I'd kind of agree this, but it kind of comes with the territory is that it's an epic game. You know, there are amazing things where you're like doing like battles and you're like chucking dice and it's like one more six and you've like you've pulled off a miracle. But I think in a lot of ways, though, without any epic game, it takes a while. Mm-hmm. And the start of the game turns go around, whip around really quick, but you get near the end and it just it just it, it, it tends to bog down. But you know, so time is but the only time the the time restraint. But the only reason why I I don't get it out more.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: For me, I would say the one thing, if I have to select one thing about Dead of Winter, is the you you really have to have the right players, and you have to have somebody who's not going to, uh, maybe tank the game just because they <laughs> think they're not going to complete their particular objective. Why is this so funny? <laughs>
0: Because I'm having flashbacks.
2: It's very player dependent. There is some player, yeah. Absolutely. Who did this? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Some people just like to watch the world burn. Are we talking about chaos? (laughs) Chaos. Okay, Okay, if we're talking about chaos, I totally understand.
0: (laughs) But that, that has very rarely happened. I think that if you have someone who's willing to play along, again, it, it is, if you are just wanting to kind of, let's see what happens if I just completely ignore the conventions of this game, it's going to collapse on you. It's very easy to tank the game if that's, but again, I think in the situation that you're talking, that you might be alluding to, I don't know if you're thinking about that, but that was the first Yeah, thing that came to my mind.
2: That's definitely, that wasn't the, that actually wasn't the first thing that came to my mind, but you know that's that's an extreme example of that. <laughs> um, just you know, somebody who I was just you know picturing somebody who could be well. If I'm not going to win, nobody's going to win. Yeah. Just you know, that mm-hmm. kind of wrecks the game a little bit.
0: Another problem with that a winter is whenever you put in two betray your cards on accident. Yeah. Kind of messes up the game a little bit. <laughs>
2: I believe it. I believe
0: it. But I got to tell you, that was probably the most shocking <laughs> ending of a game of a <laughs> winner ever.
2: How stressful was it to find out that you were not the only betrayer? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> completely screwed that up, but it's going to live in my memory forever. Never. All right. All right, well, thank you so much, gentlemen, for coming together for episode number 15 of the Punched and Played podcast. As always, you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at PunchedPlayed. And you can find us at our website at punchthemplayed.com. So until next time, remember, if you're going to punch them, make sure you play them.